Hi everyone, I'm Hetty Holmes and you're listening to The Dose Podcast, the home of healthy headness in search of balance. Welcome to the Ace Hotel, everybody. My name is Shara Tochia, and I'm one of the co-founders of Dose Online Magazine. To celebrate International Women's Day, Dose have joined forces with ClassPass, one of the UK's most flexible fitness subscriptions, and Kind, the snack company aiming to make the world a little kinder. Together, we're bringing you an exciting panel of fierce females in the fitness and wellness industry for an evening of panel discussion about how they find balance in their everyday lives. Please welcome to the stage, Kim Noor, Nike trainer, One Rebel master trainer, and co-founder of Food and Lycra. Natalie Lee of Style Me Sunday. Chloe Ross, vice president of International for ClassPass. Gemma Clarkson, global brand manager for Kind. Okay, guys, welcome. Thank you for being here. I think we'd love to start and hear a little bit about yourselves, where you've come from, and what you're up to at the moment. Without you sounding do, like you do black. sound like Silver <laughs> Black, you do. Hello, I'm Natalie, and I've got a blog called Style Me Sunday. I um, mainly do fashion, but I also talk a lot about body image. Um, I've got two girls. I live in East London, and I am married. <laughs> Not that you needed to know that. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, I also have got a podcast, a radio show, um, so lots of things. Kim, me? Next. All right. Um, do I go for the long thing? You tell the story. All right, story. All right, so um, background, background. I used to work in the city. Well, no, before that, I was a maths teacher. All right, so I graduated from uni, did maths, was a maths teacher through a scheme called Teach First. Anyone know it? Yeah. Teach First, yeah. So I did that for two years in North London. After that, um, I went into the city because I had goals of becoming really rich. Um, uh, went into the city, ended up as an auditor for five years. Um, hated my life, didn't like it. Um, so I started a blog with my two friends called Food and Lycra. Um, we just basically ran to restaurants and ate. Um, and we loved it, yeah, basically. And we made an Instagram from it and documented. And back then, what, it was like six years ago when we did that, um, it wasn't really a thing to be an influencer of any sort. Um, so we were just, I guess, without knowing, influencing people to run and to eat good food. When I say good food, I mean, like, not diet food, like, good food. Um, so yeah, we were doing that. Um, and the platforms developed loads since then. So we're more than a blog, we do events now. Um, and through Food and Lycra, we met Shara. Um, and Shara one day messaged us and said, do any of you want to be fitness instructors? Um, and I was in the city at that time. And I was just like, yeah, why, why not? I'll try it out. So um, a few days later, I'm in an audition with one guy and I'm teaching him <laughs> with dumbbells um, and he was like yeah come and join and go through the training scheme did all the qualifications and then I became a one rebel trainer um, I'm now a master trainer at one rebel um, and I'm also a Nike trainer amongst nine other amazing trainers um, for the UK so yeah that's me in a nutshell I think Ab, yes Chloe Cool, that's a tough act to follow. Um, so I'm uh, Chloe Ross, I'm VP International for ClassPass. Oh, has everybody heard of ClassPass? Do I need to explain it? Okay, do some market research while I'm here. Um, so ClassPass is an American company, which basically means that international is everything that isn't North America. 
Um, and increasingly, there's a lot more pins in the map every month because we're expanding really fast at the moment, so it's exciting. Um, in the other half of my life, I'm a mum to a seven-year-old boy. Um, we live in Brighton. I spend a lot of time talking about Minecraft, um, survival <laughs> techniques. <laughs> um, yeah, and the armed forces are a big upset obsession at the moment. So yeah, it is all about balance. Um, in terms of how I came to ClassPass, um, the short answer is my now boss used to work for me 15 years ago, and he uh, came to see me about this time last year in London and said, we're about to raise this big financing. It's going to be an amazing time at the company, and do you want to get on board? Um, and because I'd had such an amazing time working with him and some others on the top team at ClassPass um, a few years ago when we all worked at Microsoft together, it wasn't a particularly difficult decision for me to make, and I jumped at it. Um, it's been a pretty sort of circuitous route to get to class pass. This is always a difficult uh, problem for me in job interviews when people ask me to sort of summarize my career in a nutshell. It's been pretty varied. Um, I started off in management consulting. Um, I then worked in big tech. I then went and worked in government, in the center of government, and worked on policy for five years. I then founded my own startup, went back to policy for a bit. In the middle of all of that, I went back to university for a while. Um, and now I find myself at class pass. So there isn't really much of a theme, except I like working with smart people and working on interesting problems. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Cool. Wow. Last. Um, <laughs> so my name's Gemma. I am currently the global brand manager for Kind. Again, a bit of market research. Who knows what Kind is? Kind bars, all dried them, great. Um, they'll be in your goodie bag, so you'll be able to have a have a taste. Um, but in terms of my career, I graduated from university and set about a career in media, um, which was quite a challenging lifestyle to uphold. I don't know if anyone in the room works in media, but the social side of it is just exhausting. Um, I was aware of Kind from the US, we're an American brand originally. Um, and I saw they were launching in the UK, and I thought, finally, I can work for this amazing snack brand that has kind of a bit more of a purpose about it, coming from media, which was pretty felt like it was pretty void of purpose um, and all about going for lunches with media owners. Um, so jumped to the chance and I joined the team just about four years ago uh, to help launch the brand here in the UK. Um, and now we are this year going to be launching into about 24 countries um, internationally, the same as you, everything outside of North America and Canada. Um, so I'm taking my learnings from launching the brand here and um, helping other markets do so. Um, so that's a bit about me. Uh, Oh, you're going to start clapping early. That was very nice. No, no, please do. So I'd like to start by talking about being busy. A big word, I think, that everyone in London tends to use at the moment. Can each of you describe how you balance your days at the moment? How do you split your time between work? How do you split your time at home and every, all the projects you have going on? Um, I, don't know, I don't know if there's any such thing as a real balance in terms of life. Um, if there is, I definitely haven't found it, so probably not a good one to be on this panel, but anyway. Um, <laughs> um, I, you know, with the kids, I find that every day is like school run day, that's how my day starts, and then my days are different all the time, but because I work for myself, I think um, I end up working all the hours, like as soon as they go to bed, I start working. But the thing is, is I love what I do, so I don't mind working. It's almost my sort of stress relief. So, um, yeah, I don't know about balance, but I know that um, <laughs> I know that uh, I do get stressed. I get stressed. I mean, this week is a particularly stressful week. 
just started my period, you know, the whole thing. And I think Mer Mercury's in retrograde, everyone keeps telling me. <laughs> okay, I so, yes, and um, so, and I lost my purse with everything in. So I was like having a massive meltdown this week. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's just, life is just stressful sometimes. And sometimes you've just got to take some time out. I do like, if to kind of rebalance myself, I do like to get a, like a nice massage or, you know, um, one of the things I love to do is dance. And you know that we met at a dance class. And um, so I do have coping mechanisms yeah. and um, stress relievers, um, but I still do a lot of shouting at my husband. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I think, I think sometimes there's a lot of pressure on women especially to have it all right and perfect and you've got to have the balance right. Well, actually, I think that's a bit of bollocks and um, hopefully I'm just going to like shoot myself in the foot here. But, um, you know, um, I think there's a lot of pressure and let's stop yeah. putting pressure on ourselves to do everything right. Um, I think we're in sync, maybe. Good. As in, um, I'm talking about periods. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've already got maybe we synced by a panel. I don't uh, know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, balance. <laughs> Off the period talk. Um, so, balance, yeah. So, coming from my background when I was in the city, I was forever seeking balance um, in terms of... Because I was forever busy. I had long days where I was working till... 11 p.m. I don't know if any auditors are in the room. Anyone know about busy season? Anyway, basically, towards April, my birthday, there will be like like we'll be working from 9 till 11 p.m. on a regular, and weekends wasn't uncommon. Um, so I was just like, right, I like being busy, like working and doing well, but I don't like being busy doing something that I don't actually love. Mm. So that's why I've gone on to this freelance life and um, at the start of it it was great I had a couple classes here a couple classes there I was like oh I've got this free time it's great um, that doesn't last for long if you are the type of person who works hard in your job in like in a full-time job and then go into a freelance job it's exactly the same like you will just carry on working hard and then you just get these opportunities that you just say yes to because you love it um, so yeah slowly slowly I've become a lot busier mm -hmm. and similarly I don't I think re more recently I've been struggling to balance everything um, because I want to do everything I genuinely genuinely want to do everything but I haven't I'm not an octopus I can't um, have more my arms in different places at once um, so how I manage that um, I guess I, I have to look for indicators every time I'm super angry with my boyfriend for not doing the dishes. It's generally probably because I've been too busy and I'm burnt out and I'm just picking at things. Like, you know, generally, when you're stressed, you'll pick at things that won't normally piss you off as much, but your fuse shortens and you're just like, oh, that's really getting to me. Like, that dust in the corner, I can't deal with it. <laughs> well, they should learn how to load the dishwasher they, Yes, yeah, yeah, they should learn. <laughs> they should learn, but they don't. Um, but yeah, small things like that, and I'm just like, all right, okay, so I maybe that's a reflection on myself. I need to step back a bit and 
take time to chill out a bit more. And it generally always is. Um, so I look for those kind of signs and I'm just like, okay, reel it back in. Um, I've got a couple of clients in this room. Uh, so they know, they know that, they, and they, I've got great clients as well. So I will sometimes, they'll be really understanding. I'll be like, I can't do it on this day. And they'll be like, yeah, fine. Because I try and give my all most of the time anyway. Um, so yeah, it's just, for me, it's about checking in with myself. That's how I try and balance and booking in some time for me and just me, no one else. Yeah. What was the question again? Just talking about, about your day and being busy and how you split your time between oh, okay, work and yeah. home life and everything else you have yeah. going on. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't, I think, really think about this in terms of a day. I think it's more of a, sort of a week plan for me. So I, um, I split my time between Brighton and London. So I live in, in Brighton um, and I work from home a couple of days a week so I can be there for school runs. Um, and then I'll have three days a week in London, I'll stay overnight in London a couple of nights a week. And for me, that kind of works, that sort of compartmentalises yeah. work and home life. Um, I think one of the hardest things about working parenthood, you know, from what my friends say and my experience is the kind of constant context shifting between the demands of work and, and the sort of different way you think about things when you're at home and you're at home with a child. So it's really nice to be able to be at home, do my work. I kind of do all my calls with Asia and Australia on those days because I'm just going to be on the phone anyway, so there's no need for me to be in the office. And then I try to sort of contain the madness in the three days of the week that I'm in London. And that's kind of how I keep it in balance. Um, I have to say, I think before I had a child, I was terrible at work-life balance. Um, definitely kind of agree with you if you're sort of one of those people that just gets energized by work and you're a bit of an overachiever it's very much a kind of all or nothing um, model of working and I was definitely guilty of that so the nice thing um, about working parenthood even though it is very hard work is that it just forces you to get a bit of yin and yang into your life so yeah. Um, so I think there are kind of two different types of busy I was definitely a victim of this before busying myself and trying to make myself feel busy and not actually not doing anything efficient. Um, but now with my role being very kind of demanding and thankfully not being um, self-employed, so being able to or try and leave things at home, even though I do work from home and in the office, um, it's easier to manage. Um, but for me, it's all about scheduling. I know I'm a planner anyway, but it sounds really boring and horrible and not spontaneous, but um, scheduling in every inch of your life, which I'm yeah. sure as a parent, like that's even more challenging, um, scheduling around children and all the other complicated things you have in your life. Um, but yeah, even scheduling in time to speak to your family or see your friends, which again, doesn't feel very natural and spontaneous, but it definitely, um, works for me and also just being more efficient in the times that I'm busy so am I just busying myself because I'm quite a busy person I like to just be doing things but um, actually taking the time and thinking maybe I'll just sit and reflect on the day which feels very uncomfortable for me but like meditation and mindfulness has definitely been something that I've introduced to myself over the last couple of years but that, that for me feels very uncomfortable to be just sitting and not doing anything even thinking about stuff um, so that's really helped me to relax around the busyness. Yeah. Have any of you ever suffered from burnout? Yes. <laughs> I did it this week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kim, do you want to start? Um, yeah, I burnt out three weeks ago. Um, um, so basically, I've just been working non-stop since January 2nd, all the way to February. Um, and I didn't pull back on anything, so... 
So I teach my classes, I teach eight classes a week and um, I see my clients, I've got a few clients, I've lost count. Um, and I also, as a Nike trainer, there's multiple things you do. So you train clients, um, you work on events, and recently they've launched uh, an academy in Croydon where they are training 50 young people through their level two and level three um, course to be become PTs basically. So it's a community project where all the Nike trainers come in or most of the Nike trainers come in to tutor as well. So that on top of everything, and on top of Food and Lycra doing events as well. So we've done, I think, three events this year already. Um, we've got another one coming this Friday. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love all of it. And I was kind of like, I don't want to say no to anything, so I'm just going to soldier it and do all of it. And then I had a holiday booked. And you know what happens when you're so busy and you get that holiday. Two days before the holiday, I got struck down with a flu um, and it killed me, but I medicated my way through the holiday um, because it was a snowboarding holiday and I was like, oh, I've spent so much money. So I just had body aches and chills on the slopes. Um, so yeah, that lasted a long time. Came back really ill. I didn't know the human body could produce that much mucus. Like, <laughs> it was awful. Like, the flu was awful. Um, but uh, yeah, and I've learnt my lesson. I need to, like, I can't, you just can't do that because if you want to give, like, in, especially in my job, I'm always giving. If I can't be 100%, I can't give 100%. So, um, lesson learned, I need to, I'm um, like, especially sleep. Um, like, sometimes I could, like, during that time, I was so tired. Does anyone get this when they are so tired, you can't go to sleep? Like, you can't, you just sit there and you're just like, I'm so tired, but I can't get to the bed. Like, that, that's, it got to that point and I was just like, okay, you just need to force yourself into bed. And I've been trying so hard to, to get into bed because it's so, it's so hard. It's, but especially when you're busy, it's so important, um, as I've come to realise. So, yeah. Sleep is sanity. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone else suffered from burnout and dealt with it in a particular way? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely come close a couple of times, and I think it's so unpleasant when it happens. I think, I mean, I think burnout when it gets to that point where, you know, you're in that vicious circle of stress during the day, you can't sleep well at night, you know, there's lots of caffeine and sugar getting you through, and it all just becomes so counterproductive. And I think it is a really good reminder when you hit that point, you learn a lesson, that just to overwork relentlessly, as I have done at various points in my, in my working life, um, just catches up with you in the end and takes its toll. And I think at that point, you do have to, you know, actively prioritise all the things that are good for your well-being. You have to kind of cut down on the alcohol, the caffeine, the sugar. That all really helps. Um, and I think just also having a really good network of um, friends and people that you can talk it through and understand why have I got this so out of perspective? Like, you know, is the world really going to end if this doesn't come off completely perfectly? And I think that's what gets you back on course. I think it's also something, I, it's not something I've really suffered with so much as I've got older. It was very much a kind of thing in my late 20s and early 30s. I think um, those are kind of the years where you're really trying to establish yourself on your sort of senior trajectory in your career and you've still got everything to prove. Um, and I think there's also this thing at that point in your career where you've got to do so much of the work yourself and really roll up your sleeves and do it as well as manage a team and sort of show leadership. It's really hard to do that. Yeah. And I sort of see quite a few people on my team in that stage 
at the moment and, and I sort of sympathise with how hard it is and I think that's probably the time when, when you're most at risk of that kind of thing. Yeah. You've already touched on this, I mean, how important it is to eat well and <laughs> sleep well and exercise. Gemma, is there anything you can share from your experiences with that being important in your life? about running a <laughs> or marketing a healthy snack brand. Yeah, obviously. absolutely. We create products that are very good. I won't push kind on you. I think you'll naturally just love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Rumour has it that you like a good adventure outside the office, like good exercise, crazy routines, um, marathons, Ironwoman, something like that. I, I've done a couple of half Iron Men. Yeah. Wow. Half, I don't think it should be rebranded Iron Man. But yeah, can agreed. Do that as well. Um, so, yeah, I... I think that having a healthy body and a healthy mind is pretty good. I also like challenges, they're yeah. fun. Uh, maybe that's a bit crazy, but obviously like challenges are relative to, to everyone. Um, yeah, which also is hard to fit in training for a half Ironman cycling very long ways. And waking up early doesn't come naturally to me. I just uh, have to force myself to do that. <laughs> to your point of sleeping, it's hard, but also... Do you find you have to, to schedule in your exercise at the beginning <coughs> of the week, or is it something you base by the hour with your job? Um, so, then. to my point around managing that balance, like scheduling, I will just plot in my diary the available points and then get my body prepared for waking up that early to do it. Um, as I say, it doesn't come naturally, but I do think it's necessary if you want to get everything in the day. Um, but yeah, just rigorously scheduling. I sound like a control freak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am a bit, um, but that's also fine, I think. Um, so, yeah. I think... Um, like being busy is quite glamorized today and I think often you'll you'll you know call your friend up and they go oh my god I'm so busy and you're like what have you what have you actually done or what are you doing and actually you know often you know people just say it they say it all the time but I mean if you are really busy I think you know just like look after yourself I, I will often cancel meetings especially ones that don't pay um, <laughs> to um, you know to look after my to look after yeah. myself you know I'm not gonna like be running around here there and everywhere if um, yeah if I need some time so just just you know I mean I think just look after yourself put yourself as number one first because you know, you're not going to be able to look after anyone else if you don't look after yourself. 100%. And Kim, where do you get the time to actually train when you are training so many people? Oh, you know what? It's like everyone thinks that trainers and PTs train all the time. It's not true. <laughs> like, or even though I'm in the gym, like, it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. I can tell you my last lifting session, well, I mean, I've had the flu as well, but, like, um, my proper last lifting session was probably three weeks ago where I properly got to train myself. Um, amongst all the busyness, like it, you have to like. I often will schedule my time, my classes, and I'll be like, oh, "Where's lunch?" Like sometimes I'll be like, "Oh, I didn't schedule in lunch. I've got clients back to back, and I have no time to eat." So like, so I have to remind myself to put lunch in the diary. I have to remind myself to put training in, in the diary. Um, so yeah, it's literally doing what you do, Gemma. It's not too too dissimilar. Like finding little spots where you can just fit it in. Scheduled phone calls to the family and exercise. Yeah, yeah, I have got a reminder every night to call my mum at nine. Aww. Aww. Yeah. I love that. Well, you both work for yourselves, so it'd be really interesting to hear any top tips you have about how you have got to where you are now, especially to anyone in the audience aspiring to work for themselves. Um, I think make sure you do something that you really love because, you know, you're, not, you're just not going to hang around for long if you don't. Um, what else? I need to think. You go. 
Um, all right, so it wasn't too long ago when I started. Um, for me, it was teaching classes, and that, for me, was great because it's kind of freelance, but not really freelance in terms of I've got regular classes every week, so I knew how much money was coming in every month, and I was in control of that. So I knew, okay, I could cover this bill, I could cover this bill, I'm sorted for food. Um, so that was helpful. So some, establishing some regular income is great. Um, and then after that, exactly your point, love what you do. Um, it's a hustle. If anyone's starting out, it's a hustle to begin with. You kind of have to accept everything. But then once you start doing that and like build a brand for yourself, um, you can then be pickier and then you can think about, all right, if I say yes to this, does it suit me and my brand? Does it take me forward? Does it pull me back? Um, are these people in line with what I do? You've got to be really selective. But I'm, I think I'm going on to another conversation here. No, no, not at all. Authenticity and all of that. But yeah, be, and be authentic to yourself. That's super, super important. Also, I think it's really... Um, important to like bring people in who are good at other things as well i do I, I collaborate with lots of people but also i outsource stuff that i hate doing like i will um i get someone to do my accounts now i can afford it because i am so <laughs> bad with numbers and you need to hire kim <laughs> maths teacher and i'm an accountant yeah and i think you're busy enough anyway <laughs> i do not use that <laughs> Um, but yeah, outsourcing is really good for me. As soon as you can, outsource what you hate doing. Um, and yeah, just keep going. You're, I mean, if you find something that you really love, you're going you're gonna to make it a success because you're going to just do it at every given opportunity. And did you both start what you're doing now whilst you were full-time employed, like on the side, or was it something you just jumped in straight first? So I used to be a midwife, and um, I uh, started my business when I was on maternity leave, as quite a lot of people do, because you've then got a lot of headspace, um, you know, while you're feeding the baby and watching really crap TV. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of time to think about what you really want to do with your life. And, I, and, and my eldest daughter um, has a disability. So I found it really difficult to go back to a full-time yeah. job. And working shifts was horrendous. Um, but um, I wanted to carve out a career that I could be really flexible with. And it works around my family. I've now got two girls who are nine and six. And um, luckily, I managed to take them to school most days and pick them up, which is what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, so it's good because yeah, I can I can pick and choose what I do now and when I want to do it. So that's good. Um, yeah, brilliant. Um, I started teaching classes on top of doing my full time job, um, so that meant seven day weeks. The pattern here. Um, so I go through phases of seven-day weeks. But, yeah, so I started teaching on the side. But at the time, it didn't feel like work. I absolutely loved teaching. You could, I would have paid to teach. Um, so it was like I used to teach um, Thursday evening classes, Wednesday morning classes, and Saturday and Sunday classes on top of my full-time job, which sounds crazy. At the time, it didn't feel crazy to me. Um, it felt normal. But yeah, that's what I did. And then I realized, okay, and made the calculations, accountant, made the calculations, and I was just like, okay, I can do this amount of classes and cover my bills and 
not going on holiday anymore and not pay for the luxuries in life, but just, just about survive. And that's when I decided to quit and do it. So, yeah. Fab, I've got one question for each of you. What's one tip you would tell your, one thing you would tell your younger self? Let's go five to ten years younger. <laughs> oh, am I going first? You're yeah, you're going to go first. <laughs> um, one thing. Um, probably don't care so much about what other people think. Um, I think that also transcends a lot of what I apply now. I used to care so much what people thought, even maybe over five years ago. But, um, and that never got anyone anywhere, I think. Um, and not being, kind of standing up for what you believe in and being active. I think that m my generation are not as active as generations gone past. And I think that if I was probably cared a little less about what other people thought and, oh, this isn't going to have a great impact, I probably should just you know, keep my opinions to myself. Um, if everyone does that, then nothing's going to change. So I think not caring what other people think and standing up for what you believe in and doing something about it, being a bit more active about it. Chloe? Not that long ago, um, but, uh, five to ten years ago, I, I probably would have told myself to take a longer maternity leave, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> Those breaks don't come along very often in life. I did take a long maternity leave, actually. I took nearly 18 months off with him, and I probably could have gone longer. It was a really happy time. I loved it. Great balance. Um, I think what I probably would say to my much younger self would be, um, I think everyone's really fond of telling you that life's short, you know, and do things because life's short. I think I would just say, like, your career is long um, and everything doesn't have to happen all at once. And, you know, if you're going back to college, enjoy it. If you're having a baby, enjoy it. If you're trying something new out, just enjoy it. And it will all just fall into place eventually. It's easy to say in retrospect, but that's, really that's, nice. that's the way it works out. Um, I think for me, five to ten years ago, I probably would have said to my younger self, whatever career you go into now, you're not in it for life. Um, I've been so many things now. I'm just like, this was the past 10 years. What's the next 50 years going to be like? You know, like it's not, it's not one set thing. You can restart. Um, you're going to, I'll say, young Kim, you're going to restart many times, um, but you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. This is weird. I'm actually talking to young Kim. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. <laughs> So there's three things I would say to my younger self. First of all, do not touch your fucking eyebrows because, <laughs> because they don't grow back I properly. I would agree with you. Yes. Oh, my God. We've all been there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> secondly, I would say just embrace who you are because life is short and you might as well... What's the point in hating yourself? Because there's, you know... It's just too easy for that, and there's such a marketing campaign getting us all to hate ourselves and buying into products that we don't need. Um, the other thing would be to be noisy. Don't worry about um, vocalising your opinions. Um, say what you really think and stand up for what you really believe in. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Do a clap. We have a short Q&A if anyone in the audience would like to ask any of our panellists any questions. Um, there seemed to be a common theme of finding what you love, but I just wanted to know how long it took people to find what they love to do and how many tries they had to go through, how many things they had to do, because um, 
it's, it's something that I not find difficult, but it, find difficult to try and make a career out of finding something that you love. It's a great question. Yeah, it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. I've been doing what I do now for seven years, and um, I've only really started making money, proper money that actually feeds my children, um, in the last two to three years. So it was a real slow burner, and um, a lot of people do that alongside a job. And then when it starts to become a little bit more successful, then, you know, there's that point where should I stay or should I go and then just, just go for it. But, um, yeah, it can be really tough, really hard. Um, but that's why social media is really good, um, obviously. That's, my, that's what I do. And it's um, a really good way to advertise your business and test out the market, you know, and, and get some really honest feedback. It can be quite brutal as well but um, it's a really good way to see whether people are loving what you're doing. Um, I agree. Um, it took ages to find out what I love, and I didn't know that I'd love what I'm currently doing, actually. It just happened by chance. Um, five years ago, when I was really... Like, I was having a bit of a quarter-life crisis, and I was just like... <laughs> I know. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is totally a thing. Um, I was, How old does that be? 25. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to live it to 100. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. That's the plan. Um, so, yeah, I, wrote, I sat down and I was just like, right, I'm going to just write down everything that I hate about my current situation and write down everything that I want going forward. Um, and then I just put it away. And Food and Lycra was happening. Like in, so that was my blog while I was working in, in the city. Um, and that wasn't giving us any money. It was just fun on the side, and it was literally like a hobby. And we, that was predominantly on social media as well. But I'm a, I'm a big believer of anything you put out there, you get back in some shape or form. Um, but if you truly believe and love that thing, put it out there, and somehow it will come back to you. It could be in 10 years, it could be in five years, but it will come back, and you'll reap the rewards and you won't even realise that it's changing. Like, I, I went back to that book um, last year and I was just like, I've, everything that I hated is removed from my life and everything that I wanted was present in my life. And I just, I, I kind of accidentally planned my route to that, but write it down, write down what, what you want. Vision boards are quite Yeah, good, vision boards they? are hugely great as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that would be my advice. I think this is something that schools could do a lot better at helping people think through before they leave because, yeah, it definitely took me until my well, a good seven, eight years to get into a, a working situation that I was happy with. Um, there was some true, I mean, I had a similar early experience. Management consultancy is, yeah, it's a brutal boot camp, actually. Um, it will teach you a lot, but it's, it's pretty, pretty rough. Um, so, yeah, it took me a few years, and I, and I definitely saw a lot of people do that on the conveyor belt from kind of exams, university, going to a job that people expect them to get. Um, and I feel like we could do a lot better at helping young people figure out what's really going to yeah. make them happy when they get out of school. Yeah, I think there's a lot of expectations when you're going through school that you should just go through the motions. I, I feel that that's starting to change, having younger relatives, like, considering a workplace apprenticeships and things like that, which I think is really valuable. The most valuable part of my degree was the sandwich piece where I worked in industry. Yeah. Um, I learned the most in that time. Um, so I think yeah, there's a lot of pressure to be like, 
I should be a doctor, I should be a management consultant, I should be an accountant. Um, and actually, to your guys' points around just continually assessing what, what you want to be doing and reviewing it probably more frequently maybe than like 10 years, but that's always going to be changing, isn't it? What your, where your passion points are and, and not being afraid to take a left turn into something completely different. Any other questions? Um, so I work in a, like a super fast-paced environment, and everyone's always busy, and everyone tries to like, out-busy each other. Um, and I always find it really interesting when you ask somebody how they are, and their first response is, I'm busy. And then, so I would love to know, so I struggle in terms of when I try to respond, if you don't, like, I try, I, like, my, my motto is like never say I'm busy and then it's like they they think you're a little bit crazy because they're like you're either trying to prove that you're not busy or I I, I just think it's a, I'd love to know what to say that doesn't make people think I'm like not doing anything all day like I'm just sitting on my ass so I'd love to get your, your thoughts that on that. That is a really good question. I, I think it's crazy that people, what, like, what you have question, to compare right? your busyness to yeah. others. Like, it's a bit... It, we're all, like, running your own race. It's not like we're competing against the person next to you and, and it's like a pissing contest. Like, I'm more busy than you. Oh, no, no, you're busy. It's also relative. Like, I'm here talking about balance, but there are women with children like that. I admire them greatly for adding that additional complexity into their lives. Um, so I don't... Me, personally, I don't think there's any... I think more to discourage those, like, having to have an answer to, oh, how can I help you with your busyness? Maybe there's, maybe you're not doing things efficiently, or, like, <laughs> stuff. I can show you my diary. It's very well planned. Yeah, I really also see that of people being, like, like, it's, I'm so busy, therefore I'm far more important than you, and it feels, like, a bit unnecessary, and... Yeah. For me, again, another piece of advice I give to myself is like you're you're not competing against other people. Like this is your journey; it's going to take you wherever. And also, what's not the good about being busy? Like you, you need to actually <laughs> look after yourself too. Exactly. Yeah. Anyone else got any answers to? That's a hard question. How are you? I'm, I'm busy. busy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been battling this with my business partner Rachel. Um, she kept, I've, there was a phase where I was like, oh, man, I'm so busy. And she was like, shut up, you're not busy. <laughs> and I was just like... Maybe oh, that's yeah. how you address it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, busy. maybe that is. <laughs> it would be more time. It would be like I would be sitting there looking at my to-do list, saying, yeah, this looks busy, but I'm not actually doing anything about it. So maybe I'm not busy. I've just, just got a lot of stuff to do. I don't know. It, but, it, yeah, I've, I've done the same thing. I've stopped saying I'm busy, and we stopped saying it with, to each other. And we... Because it, it turns a bit toxic into that competition. I'm busier. No, I'm busier. I'm more important. No, I'm more important. No, you should do this bit of work because I'm busier. You know? So it's a bit of, like, we've turned it into a bit of um, working together. Um, I don't know if that helps you. Is, there, is this with your colleagues? Um, maybe you need to deflect it. You know how sometimes people give you bad energy, like um, beep at you on, on the street? 
No, that's not a good example. Basically, I've got some. I got some negativity the other day, so I was driving. Smile. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I beat at this guy because he cut me off when I was driving, and then he decided to put his middle finger up at me. <laughs> I laughed because I thought it was funny, um, and he was like analysing me in his rearview mirror looking at me laughing, but I couldn't help it. I was just, I found it funny. Um, so then he tried to slow down when the lights went green to stop me from going through the lights so he could just go and then leave me behind, which I laughed at even more. But then he, it really annoyed him. So sometimes maybe you need to kind of deflect it. I don't know if that's too out there, but anyway, Michelle, you've got that. <laughs> <laughs> Any more questions? All in the same row, it's brilliant. <laughs> Just keep the mic. So I have a question. Um, you're all super ambitious and you've obviously achieved a lot and it hasn't always been that way. How do you kind of deal with that when you feel like you want to achieve a lot and you will, but you're not there yet, that, that difference in kind of where you see yourself ending up and what you want to do and where you are, even if you're making active steps, like, I don't know, how do you, I know, ease ease your mind with that, you know, that, that, that anxiousness or that want, wanting it all and wanting it right now, um, particularly when you are making steps towards it. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, how do you deal with that, that balance or that diff um, the difference between where you are and where you kind of want to be? Um, I mean, I, I'm a big believer in um, really appreciating the journey and not just reaching for the destination and appreciating what you've got in your life right now. It's really cliched and cheesy, but um, you know the destination is never what it professes to be, and you get there, and then there's always another thing. you know. So actually, where you are at the moment, you need to really focus on wh what, you are, what you're achieving and what you have achieved already. Um, I think that's really important, and stop, stop you know, being so forward-thinking and projecting. I think, that's, I think that's nail on the head. I had a moment recently, maybe last year, where I was just like, I, I felt like I wasn't enough. Mm. Um, and having key people who are, like you see as mentors, can really put you back in your place and say, hang on, this is how much you've achieved. You will find the more you learn, the more you don't know. And it's the same thing with the more you get to places, the more you're going to realise there's more places to get to. Yeah. It doesn't stop. Um, so appreciate the now while you have it, because in years to come you'll look back and be like, "Wow, that was that was really good." Yeah. Also, taking some time to like pat yourself on the back. I think I'm also one of those. I, I don't have the answer to that because I'm still trying to figure out, like scrambling, scrambling to try and like get to the next thing, and, and it's all very exciting. But just taking some time to reflect on like that was a great job. I think we can, be quite, we can be quite bad at that, can't we, yeah. at just remembering, actually, you know, I did a really good job last year, or, you know, think about that last thing you did that was really good and made you feel good, and just reflect on how great you are. And back to, like, writing stuff down, especially those moments, it's great to write down all your achievements. Yeah. Like Before you go on year. to the next. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And it gives you an extra boost of confidence, like, yeah, I did that. I'm going to go and do this now. 
Yeah. I don't really have a good answer for that either. If I didn't, Hi, I don't think it's. Uh, <laughs> sorry, no, your answer was great. I don't, I, I don't have a really good answer for it. I didn't. I didn't do a great job of that myself uh, along the way. I do. I would say that the kind of mentorship thing um, is important. I, I definitely have these sort of fairy godmothers that I've picked up along the way um, in my career, and they've really not only opened doors for me and, and helped me see new opportunities, but really sort of helped me kind of keep perspective on the journey to where I'm going. So, yeah, I would recommend um, investing in those relationships if you have them and keeping them going. Hi, guys. Um, I am going to change the theme a little. Um, I would like to know how you balanced your love life and starting a business or changing careers and your uh, parenthood. or Because I think that's an interesting topic from, from my perspective. It's I'm trying to find a balance where I'm not neglecting my partner or I'm not neglecting my work. Because I love my work, and sometimes he gets neglected. So, how do you find the balance? I'm not answering that. <laughs> I'll answer that one. Um, so, my boyfriend is a maths teacher, and he's also got. It's funny, yeah, I know. We met. We met at uni. We did maths together. Um, <laughs> why is that funny? <laughs> Lived across the road from each other. Met at uni. But anyway, another story. Um, so he's a maths teacher and he's also got a side business. So he's got that entrepreneurial side as well. Um, and I'm not going to lie, it's been a bit of a struggle recently in terms of finding time to spend with each other. But then it does bring that greater understanding. I think understanding and communication becomes so key when there's little time. Um, and then having a set time every week to spend with each other. Like, I want to say there's like... It, nothing should come and like cancel that, but I have cancelled that recently. <laughs> but like trying to keep keep it and hold on to it because at the end of the day, like your your relationship is a huge part of your life and a huge part of your happiness as well. And what you do also helps fuel that, you know, like your your greater life. Um, so if you neglect that, it will take away from your your, um, I want to, I want to refer to well the whole being. body. Yeah, well-being and like yeah. your your whole one hundred. It takes a takes a chunk of that one hundred. I don't know if that makes any sense. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that's what I do anyway. I set time aside. Um, me personally, my partner, uh, the end of last year, moved to New York. Um, so I'm experiencing some challenges in my relationship of how to manage that. Um, but I think. The reason why that happened is that we're both having an understanding of like not stopping each other from taking that step in our career and realizing the importance of our relationship and that we will make time for each other, um, which is challenging when you have to have a relationship based on a phone call predominantly. Um, <laughs> but you know it's working so far, so good. We're working dancing. Um, but yeah, just understanding of each other's priorities and scheduling time. Scheduling time. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, not holding each other back and just empowering each other. And, you know, if you want to commit yourself to someone for the time being, then not, not sacrificing other things that you have going on. Uh, were there any points for any of you along your journeys, I suppose, where you felt like you'd failed and that it was easy to go back? And then if there were, how did you reconcile that and move forward? Another great question. Yeah, there was shitloads, absolutely shitloads. <laughs> um, 
there's, there's often been times where I thought I was going to give up, especially when I wasn't making any money. And my husband was like, you really need to earn some money now. <laughs> I was like, just give it. Just give it another few months. And I used to say this quite regularly. But, um, yeah, definitely. There was loads of times. Um, but I just, I just had this belief that I was going to earn enough money to keep doing it one day. And luckily, that time had finally come. Um, yeah, there's so many times. Uh, you've just got to just keep challenging yourself and plugging on and just keep going but it's it's not easy i mean i my my company failed um that was the sort of biggest and most stressful failure i think i've i've had in my career so we were doing that for five years which is a long time to spend like investing your whole identity and all of your time into something that just doesn't ever come off um and yeah that's extremely stressful um and um, you know you've got to sort of explain to your investors that you've basically spent all their money and, and you haven't delivered the results that you promised. Um, so yeah, that was a kind of big failure. And um, I think you know, is, is it, uh, I'm friends with a lot of startup founders um, and investors that were previously startup founders and have all got these kind of war stories. And you just have to get to that moment sometimes where you say, okay, that's enough now. You know, we can, we can kind of keep beating ourselves up with this project or we can just say, it's time to move on to the next thing and just be okay with that. But it's really difficult. And realising that failures, failures are what make you, I'm sure you're amazingly resilient as a result of that. I can't imagine that yeah. level of, like, personally failing within an organisation which is running and that's fine is one thing, but then it's amazing. I think we're going to have to conclude the evening right now. But I want to say a big thank you to our panellists and to Class Pass and to Kind Snacks. To sign up to receive your weekly dose straight into your inbox, visit www.whateveryourdose.com forward slash newsletter. This podcast is brought to you by ClassPass, one of the UK's most flexible fitness subscriptions, and Kind Snacks, the snack bar company aiming to make the world a little kinder.